This is Audio Gyan and I am your host Kedar Nimkar. Welcome to a deep dive into the minds of luminaries from the Indian creative world. David M. Ton, an American guitarist, composer and producer once said, the original source of any loop is whatever your sound is at the moment of input. Well, to unpack this and know more about looping, we have Vasudha Sharma with us on Audio Gan. Vasudha is a singer, songwriter, producer, performer. In fact, within being a performer, I have seen her live playing multiple instruments and live looping at Blue Frog a long time ago. She's trained in Indian classical music. Uh, after composing many songs, she later decided to study music more rigorously. So studied contemporary writing and production at Berkeley. Uh, more about her in the show notes. Today, we'll try and understand some basics of looping in the context of music. So thanks, Vasudha, for giving your time. And it's a real, real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Kedar, for having me. And I'm very excited to talk about looping in a way that people have not asked me about before. So it's quite interesting. uh, We'll go in depth, hopefully, about what it is and how I started it. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, like your body of work has been not just purely looping, but I thought this concept is new for me. There's there's a bunch of, I'm sure there will be a lot of documentation which is already done on other parts of your work. But uh, right. looping, I thought we'll we'll just see. But I wanted to start off with a more abstract or or philosophical question: that what does loop mean to you, or what is looping for you? Well, uh, <laughs> looping. Actually, the whole concept of looping started when I discovered uh, this live looper. So before that, I never gave loop the word itself like a great thought. But uh, you know, th- there are. Uh, there are loops in life also the way uh, your life uh, happens in a in a way so they you know how how it started for me is um, sort of a, a loop was being created in in bhivani where i was born you know it's a very small town in haryana and every day i would keep doing the same things i was pretty famous in my school for singing and you know being in extracurricular activities but then uh, i wanted to break free from that because i wanted to do something beyond that and i felt like that loop was being created. So it's in a negative context, you would say that um, there was monotony happening in my mm-hmm. life, you know, so I just wanted to uh, explore more and so did my parents. So I think the whole idea of like shifting from a small town in Bhivani to Delhi kind of was a uh, breakthrough in my uh, life in terms of even um, culturally there was a culture shock major culture shock when you're born in a very small town and suddenly you are in a metropolitan and the way people are the way people were or students were with me in school and it was a completely different so I sort of enjoyed uh, moving from one loop to the other so in mm-hmm. Delhi there was a different loop and I would say that whole uh, um, getting into pop stars you know uh, auditioning for uh, Kokvi pop stars back in 2003 was also like breaking through uh, and breaking out of one more loop that I was I had created for myself so you know then shifting to Mumbai and then uh, doing gigs with the band with with my band Asma for over seven eight years and then feeling the monotony again so again a loop was being created then Mm -hmm. saying that okay I want to break out of this and then learn and go to Berkeley College of Music and you know, come back with a fresh perspective. And I think Berkeley sort of changed the whole um, 
idea of the way I would approach music. So, and a little before I went to Berkeley was when I discovered live looping. So, I would say that things have been happening for me in a loop, but especially the kind of loop that I discovered in live looping, I don't want to come out of it. I don't want to break <laughs> out of it. That's that's um, that's like um, a high um, that I have never gotten bored of, and it's been. Uh, I started in 2010. Yeah, my first live looping gig. I discovered uh, Looper, and uh, I did my first ever singer songwriter gig in Blue Frog in 2010. And um, it's we're in 2023, so I'm still not bored of it. So because you know the permutation combinations, the the possibilities are unlimited. Even though it's pretty limited in the scope of how you create a loop. But there's so many things that uh, I discover every day about the looper. So till awesome. now, I'm not bored of it. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll definitely uh, go deep into what what these uh, loop as a concept is. But when you said it's a in a negative connotation, it's also positive because when you say looping, it's almost doing something like a riaz, which is repeated over a long duration of time and then you master like the thousand hour practice or something like that. Do you oh, yeah. see when, it from that time? When, when you, because we were going philosophical, I think I went <laughs> too deep into like my whole life uh, journey for till mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it like that, when something is uh, looped, be it practice or be it something over and over that you keep doing, any sort of skill that you need to develop. It could be any instrument, any sport, anything that you're doing. When you keep doing it over and over in a loop, when you keep memorizing something over and over, it just becomes like your second nature. You can do the same thing in your sleep. So I think uh, loop in that way um, is extremely helpful in evolution and growth and for anyone to be better in that way. So yes, uh, removing the whole uh, life story and the philosophical aspect of it, I think uh, loop definitely helps in um, evolution. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so what is looping uh, in the context of music? Is it is it close to tiling? Is it close to just joining certain things, or is it just a set of rhythm? Because this is my basic understanding. That's why like, right. this question is like a set of rhythm to create a bass texture or even on top layers, you create those textures. Like in, if you can just give a understanding of it. So uh, looping in general, the the word means like, it's, it's like a repetition of, uh, in music, especially repetition of a musical phrase or, you know, a part of a song or whatever and using either a hardware, like a, you know, loop station or a looper or a loop pedal or even like a software, like a plugin, or you have a DAW or whatever through Ableton. And so in in music, uh, looping is just a repetition of a musical phrase. And I think um, tiling or uh, that would be a little because uh, it's about layering your vocals on top of each other. So it's it's uh, it's like overdubs, and you can also have multi tracks like the looper that I have um, on one uh, phrase or on one track. You have three tracks there or actually six. The new one has six. But you have uh, maybe in a basic looper, you have three tracks. On one track, you can have as many uh, overdubs as possible. You know, you can keep layering it on top of each other. So it's um, um, almost like, you know, it's uh, you're creating a bed of uh, 
polyphonic uh, soundscapes you know more 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 to say like some of them would be rhythmic some of them would be a uh, melodic you combine it all together to form a piece of uh, music which you would call maybe your song arrangement or you know something uh, it could be instrumental it could be you know i i being a vocalist i create uh, vocal loops and i sing uh, my main song on top of it so i create like a nice bed like a nice soundscape for myself and i sing on top of it so it's a uh, layering of uh, different instruments or vocals or any uh, sound that you're creating using an instrument or even using your mouth to create sounds it's just uh, creating a bed so i i think uh, uh, it's in that way it's a it's it's something that uh, creates a good soundscape for you to perform on especially when it comes to live looping but i think uh, looping in general would just mean like repetition repetition of a musical phrase or you know a a part of some song or whatever that keeps repeating over and over and in in tempo in certain tempo that you've created for yourself mm-hmm. so but um, sorry like one dumb question when you said yeah. that you have a looper is it like a hardware device is it like how does it like can you explain yes. a little bit about it i have i have a hardware uh, had hardware device is called boss rc uh, 50 was my first looper it's by mm-hmm. roland boss roland but the one that i bought recently is rc 300 and it's got six tracks so it's got like ample opportunities to create different sections of your song and this one's hardware but i've also in the past looped with uh, ableton which is a daw on using the laptop and sound card and a few uh, you know midi controllers that i've used for live looping in the past but i somehow prefer like stomping the pedal and you know keeping mm. it very organic and i enjoy while playing an instrument i'm just you know pressing the pedal uh, pedal at the right time to kind of uh create that loop that i want to rather than it being fixed in ableton because this is very organic like the first loop that you create the first loop that you create the the time that you set for yourself defines your whole song so if mm. that is wobbly and that's moving like if you're doing like a if if it's off a little also a little quickly if, if you stomp the pedal a little uh before. later or before you're gone so that's why it's more challenging and it's more um, gratifying when you are able to do that and you master that so i enjoy the process of using uh, the hardware more than the software of course there are limitations with that because i can only use a certain uh, kind of instruments and with ableton i can have a lot of, i can have a lot of pre-recorded loops and i can just trigger them so it saves me time to get into my song much quicker as opposed to you know creating every little loop and it takes like maybe 3 4 minutes to build a song and then i start singing my song so uh there are limitations but as 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 a performer who's just getting into the zone of looping i think the hardware is it's phenomenal you know but mm-hmm. if uh, if you're performing live and having a live audience they would appreciate they would really enjoy you being in your zone and being very immersive about your uh performance but after maybe one or two songs they just want to have a great time so that's when you kind of get the whole performance in uh, place and trigger things quickly and getting into your song as quickly as possible to get them grooving so i think it's you know a mix of both is when uh, is what uh, works ideally you should be 
able to satisfy yourself as a musician and things that you want to do when it comes to exploring live looping but uh, you're playing it for the audience as well right so you've yeah. got to keep both things in mind okay yeah it's so fascinating in fact when you see that you want to like just stamp the part, uh, pedal and i could visualize a lot of people generally yeah i mean when they're performing it it just on fire sometimes and my my exposure to looping has been when the multimedia computers were just entering the market i was fortunate to have one and there was a software called dance ej uh, are oh. you aware of it no was there a looper inside no so there wasn't a looper but uh, it was almost like a a garage band or a i movie these days you have layers okay. and then there is a library where it's just like tish and then tish tish mm. and you just keep uh stacking them next to each other horizontally and almost create a timeline of these dish 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 continuously okay. so i used to play <laughs> that and and have a lot of fun but uh, yeah i i remember it's kind of those who have heard uh, will will sort of resonate with it dance ej bolke ekta okay yeah. <laughs> cool uh so, and and any short history you could give like when uh, before you how did you get into this uh, anything you can talk about generally looping as such like where did it was it accidental uh, like any history that you have like um, just I, I, don't, I don't i don't know if it was looping but i had seen like a while back i'd seen a video of uh, uh, les paul it hmm. was uh, some television show and it's a very old video so i think les paul was um doing something with mary ford his his wife and she was singing and he was playing the guitar and he had like this uh, tape two tapes he had and he was looping his guitars on one and then it was playing back also and then he was overdubbing so basically he was doing uh, overdub uh, which is not exactly looping but uh, it's i think it's somewhere uh, laid the foundation of looping because no one was you know we'd have all live bands play together and all like the full orchestra would play together the singers would play together and it'll be taped together but the whole concept of multi tracking and having you know all these different layers of different um, you know even the vocals could have the same person could do an overdub of uh, you know they on their own vocals so that was something very new at that time so i'd seen a video which was really sweet where uh, mary ford was singing and uh, he explained uh, the whole idea of uh, um, overdubs and multi tracking but i think that sort of somewhere must have laid the foundation of looping because um, later uh, i've heard that uh, terry riley started something called uh, repetitive music he uh, maybe it was called ostinato music because that's like very loop based like anything that is repetitive but i think that time uh, there were more uh, like tapes tapes were being used digitally uh, music was not being created so mm. it was much harder and you had to kind of create a tape uh, loop like mm. manually and cut the tape from splice it from one end and the other end and then just have a loop that keeps playing and then on top of it you'd you know uh, record other layers so it was pretty complicated but i think much later when you know the whole digital audio came into mm. being we were all 
so crazy about it that you can cut chop things and you know just like do it i i think that's the time when live looping came into place you know just mm. uh, the geniuses all the minds started working how do we create this in a small software i remember like the first one probably it must be it's not too old i think it's in the early late 90s or 2000s is when uh, the loopers like hardware loopers came into mm. being first okay. probably being jam man and you know? so it's not a very old one but looping as a concept was being used by many artists from the 1950s or 60s you know oh. so i think uh, i feel like i don't know who's the founder of live looping to be very mm-hmm. honest because mm-hmm. uh, uh, i haven't really read about it i just happened to see this video of les paul playing and i somewhere think that maybe this was the foundation of looping and probably mm-hmm. that's when it started but uh, it's quite interesting to see uh, you know how the evolution has happened and now live looping has become like extremely popular i've i've uh, come across such uh, amazing mind blowing uh, live looping artists all across actually my mm. first introduction to live looping was watching katy tunstall and she was singing a song she was she's a wonderful singer and guitarist so she was she had this small i think it was a boss rc1 small looper and uh, that didn't have too many tracks it was just one uh, one track that she could oh. record so she did her song uh, black horse and a cherry tree that's the song she did and i just wanted to cover that song i was just like how did she do that and what what is she doing what is this looper thing that's when i started uh, you know exploring more and i saw a bunch of other artists beardy man and uh you know doing a lot of vocal looping uh, back then this was like in 2009 or something 9 or 10 mm-hmm. and uh, i saw a bunch of loopers and i thought i want i want the best one i will save up money and i don't know what i'm going to do with it but i will explore this and i will figure out what this is about and back then uh, furtados uh, that's in bombay was like really big you know in terms of uh, providing instruments and everything and i called them up and i said i want this boss rc50 uh, uh, loop station they were like what we have not heard of this we don't have this and how do we you know i said just like import it just get this for me i don't care even if it takes a month and i think it took a month for them to kind of get yes. this to india because firstly they had not heard about it and they kept asking me what are you going to do with it and i said i don't mm-hmm. know just bring mm-hmm. it and this was i think some 34 or 35k back then wow. mm-hmm. so which was you know i was saving up and buying an instrument which you don't know anything about and what's going to come out of it is you know people still buy like a guitar they know that they're going to practice on it and they'll take it out live and start performing i had no clue where it was just a gut feeling telling me that okay kuch to mai karungi you know something i will work out something i'll do with this i don't care even if you know i keep it in my uh, bedroom and just keep jamming on it i will do that and that's mm-hmm. when it all started you know i just got this and for at least two months i was just figuring this thing out left right and center and used my vocals as um, in the main principal instrument and created a lot of song arrangements doing that and one day i just called a friend of mine and i said please can you just shoot from your phone can you shoot a video of me just performing uh one of my songs and there was one original that i played it i i mean i've not even released it it was just you know one of those random songs that you come up uh, while improvising on the looper 
And I sent that online for some talent contest, I remember. It was called Music to Deal. And they mm. were selecting, uh, you know, one band from all across India to represent in Berlin Popcom Festival. This was in uh, 2010. And I had no idea. I just thought, oh, let me just, it's innovative for me. I don't know what, what happens to others. Let me just send this uh, video, that living room video, on, phone video and very bad quality. I'm in my pajamas and, you know, I'm just like very chilled out, just doing my thing and singing. And uh, I, little did I know that I'd get selected to represent India. And it was quite an eye opener. So I had my looper and I went for the popcorn festival. And even th even there, it was such a beautiful experience and you know doing uh, hindustani vocals on a mm. looper you know just arranging it in a in a way and singing my own hindi songs sometimes you know it was a mix of my music is a mix of like the songs i create it's a lot of fusion so i think uh, doing that was very interesting for people also to watch and i was just you know using this as much as I can, as as much as I could to the best of, you know, what my capabilities, of course, later I explored a lot more, but that was my introduction to, and even my entry as a uh, independent singer-songwriter in the scene. Otherwise, I was a part of the band Asma and songs like Chandu Ke Chacha, you know, these were the, so these were the songs we were known for. So I, have, I didn't have any uh, song on my own name, like something that I have written. Mm -hmm. Even if I had, but they were not out. And so the, uh, you know, being uh, a live looping artist or a singer songwriter who's uh, expressing herself through uh, the loop station was something that, uh, you know, kickstarted, I would say, my career as an independent artist. So I definitely owe it to uh, my RC50, the first ever mm -hmm. looper. Yeah. Still and for Tardos. And for and Dados. for Dados, and for <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and and did your personal sort of experience with vocals and and music training helped, or or the the instrument itself developed some things? So, um, I I think uh, music training, the the riyaz or the vocal training was one aspect of it. I mean, that's uh, something that. Uh, was there but uh, berkeley helped a lot uh, in in improvisation in you know just like uh, being exposed to different genres of music and being exposed to world music just meeting musicians from all across the world it is it was not something that i would ever imagine you know and just collaborating with them having them play on my album and it was it was almost like a dream uh, when I think about it now also, when I look back and see that, okay, I have videos of me jamming with them. I'm like, did this really happen? Like, was I was, was I a part of all this? And were these my songs? Did I write them? And I was just, uh, you know, uh, mesmerized with the kind of talent that was there. And I think that helped me a lot uh, with improvisation. And that improv was... Uh, further developed much, much, much more with the loop station. Because I could just uh, say random things on the looper and just try and loop them and create like a, you know, a very interesting, uh, sonically interesting something that, you know, like you can use your voice for saying things. You can use your voice as a bass. You can use your voice as a you know, a kick and snare or different sounds that you make. So I made very funny sounds with it, you know, just like 
the more you can modulate your voice and it might sound silly if i just do if i do this sound right now it might just sound very silly but mm. when i start looping it and it is in in uh, in it's complementing some other sounds you know mm. it's coming with permutation combinations so this is a very interesting sound to create when it comes in a looper so i was like no sound is bad sound anything that comes out of your mouth can be used very uh, innovatively and you can create a very beautiful piece out of it you know something very interesting so nothing was wrong in my head not anything that came out could be developed into something very interesting when i had the looper with me so i think uh, it just opened up my perspective of how music should be uh, um, approached and dealt with so a lot of uh, improv it really helped uh, a lot of experimentation with my music i think uh, loop station brought brought all mm. of that yeah amazing so before we jump into the next part can mm-hmm. i crack a very silly joke absolutely i love because, silly jokes because because uh, i know we are like on a very different plane but i couldn't stop myself do you know what is a 13 cube 13 cube yeah how much is 13 cube mm. it's it's surur surur 13 13 13 surur i'm oh. sorry okay let's move on <laughs> it's loop let me let me call himesh <laughs> my god yeah so wow uh, i i'm going to ask a little sort of uncomfortable question because it's very difficult for a creative person to break his process or her process mm-hmm. uh, but how do you arrive at a final song like what comes first uh, is it i know it's simultaneous but is like creating that bass track uh, or the the in between sort of the bigger loop or the tune or everything happens organically there is no break. one there is no one set way of doing it like i don't have a set approach of uh, going about no, but, but, creating from, a song but from creating like say maybe 400 uh, tracks so far have you observed any pattern within yourself or uh, in this journey um sometimes a loop can lead to a beautiful composition or a full fledged song just a loop and it could be a percussive loop it could be like percussive rhythmic or it could be uh, some sort of uh, melodic line or a phrase or a motif that kind of helps create something else sometimes it's uh, um you know a chord progression which for me happens sort of rarely because i believe in melody more than harmonies i i add the harmonies uh, later to give color to the melody but for me the melody stands intact first so uh, sometimes most of my writing sometimes the melody comes in and sometimes the words that i've written i put them into a melody so sometimes it's an emotion that leads to certain kind of words and then the words define what kind of music it should have you know what kind of uh, harmonies and the the colors of the chords that uh, the k- kind of song so if it's uh, maybe something about life for example as a, a very you know basic uh, something about life or life lesson or whatever the kind of structure that it should have maybe it's hopeful or maybe it's heartbreaking or maybe it's you know so the, the kind of uh, the pace of the song like uh, what is my tempo going to be 
even on the looper i sometimes just come up with different ideas so sometimes it's uh, that's why i said it's, there's never a set uh, method of doing it it's, it's sometimes the words that lead to a melody uh, it's the melody sometimes and sometimes it's just a loop that can just create like the whole you know you have the whole vision of the song in front of you with just that one loop and it just organically builds a lot of my compositions um, i flesh them out on the looper so i practice them on the looper so what happens is sometimes i've got like some great vocal ideas and i just save them on my looper as you know as memories that i can keep when i'm actually getting into creating the song so i go back to the looper and i hear okay this was the baseline how i did how i sang my baseline okay i'm going to have the baseline this way and this is the way my percussions were going this is the way the groove should go so looping really helps in uh, in practice of course in uh, getting your timing really tight also in composition so in songwriting and composition it really helps it's just a tool that you can use for so many things so my approach has mostly been uh, the melody first i would say majority of the times mm-hmm. and and the way you just now said about life or life lesson uh, i'm sure there are songs in the traditional world not in the looping world but generally there are certain moods and certain rag on which it is based and the rag itself emotes or gives that emotion similarly right. your your when you are writing do you see any intervention of traditional rag or so i i don't purposely look for uh, a rag when i'm creating a melody of course at the back of your head you always know that okay these are the set of uh, notes that you're going for and this would eventually create this raga but i don't really uh, uh, i'm not really very confined when it comes to raga because i'm not really composing something uh, which is pure in terms mm. of just being confined to that raga so it's 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 going to be a mix of uh, uh, you know different ragas eventually when you come to analyzing you know when you go to analyzing a certain composition but because uh, theory uh, and uh, you know the the harmony is also a very important aspect of adding colors to your melody is a very important aspect of what i do because i i do a lot of a cappella versions also so for me it's not just melody it's the it's the harmony that is created around it that adds color to it so a rag in specific a melody would have its own color you know there are different timings pe rags gaye jate hain and everything it creates this kind of mood wo barish ho jayegi wo toofan aa jayega or you know all, all that all that is fine but i feel like within that melodic structure that it's based on a melodic structure our indian classical but i love the play of harmony along with it so i love to add like chords uh, different colors the chords give to any uh, composition so because i have that i feel like it's a nice blend and a nice fusion of uh, colors and and of course it creates a certain uh, much more interesting mood i think ek to rag ka color hoga and the mood mm. that rag has and of course the chords that are supporting it so i think it's a i enjoy uh, working yeah. that way interesting and and like if you have to repeat the same song or the same track in some other concert or some other gig uh does it have to be strictly like that or you are open to exploring on the fly i mean almost like a hindustani classical where you are also improvising 
while you are performing uh are you talking about live looping like yes. doing a live yeah. looping version yeah or like as in like yeah simple question would be live, does do two same track live loopings uh live loops what, can what? be different what happens is when i do my performances uh, live looping and i use the uh, hardware i don't have pre recorded or set loops that i create so every time i perform is different mm. so every time i create so uh, today possibly i'm in the mood of a different sort of a baseline of course the structure of the song remains the same because that's my composition but uh, uh the the way i would approach the arrangement if uh, you know i uh, if i'm singing some uh, harmony parts maybe i'd sing them a little differently another day because i don't have a set idea that okay i have memorized this and this is the way i'm going to do and that's what live looping is about it's about mm-hmm. that improv it's about what you're feeling today you know that comes out the way you are approaching uh, a piece of music is how it comes out so even even if i have a set structure and i'm practicing at home for a gig a live looping gig that i'm practicing for at home i would do it because i'm getting used to thinking that okay i'm going to sing i'm going to build this song and then i'm going to do my verse then i'll do my chorus then i'll do my bridge and then i'll come back to the final chorus this is the structure that i'm practicing for but when i'm practicing that at home uh i know this is my timing when i'm going to play the guitar and then hit the press button you know just stomp the pedal at the mm. right time so i'm practicing for that i'm not really practicing the oohs and the ahs and the harmonies i'm not practicing i'm just practicing so that i hit this on time and i get mm. all my arrangements on time so my practice is that on on stage what i practice practice back home the kind of sounds that are created are never the same the are never the same the improv that happens like in between i leave a section for improv where i'm doing a lot of vocal improv adding layers and stuff that is never the same it's always different it's always going to be different because i have not uh, it's it's not recorded anywhere i'm not i'm just doing it all uh, at that very time in real time that's happening mm. in real time so it's mm. bound to be uh you know open to interpretation and the kind of mood that i'm in at that time so okay. i think it's very very organic it's very, very organic. exciting and um it's just you end up exploring new musical ideas even when you're performing live sometimes you know just it pushes your boundaries of creativity you know it's just like you you are exploring so much every single time and in a live setting is even even more uh, exciting because it's it can be a very engaging performance you know when you're mm. coming up with ideas and stuff and i've always yeah. witnessed that live yeah. uh, performance uh, with an audience live looping it's it's so so much fun i love yeah, it yeah yeah no i can i can imagine and in fact uh, my next question before my next question uh, just thought i'll ask is it sort of uh, the, like what your process is is generally can we safely say it's mostly the same for other artists or it's everyone could have different process everyone could have a different process okay. absolutely okay. absolutely yeah. the way you can approach this is so different like if uh, if you look uh, at so, other so, sorry yeah. to interrupt but yeah the what i was trying to understand is from what you said seems like you are uh, doing a riaz of certain things which you want to like master on which is kind of the timing and and more of the technical aspect of it because maybe your 
melodic structure or your vocals are at a certain level which you are comfortable with certain people right. would be comfortable with the timing because they have practiced it over a period of time but they practice more on the vocals and the delivery absolutely so, so absolutely so your style where you are working on the technical aspect is this a common in the world of looping because it's so, um, kind of complex i think live looping requires a certain uh, you know uh, certain time of you have to give it some time to practice it uh, so that when you get into a setting where you just have to stomp the pedal at the right time it's just getting that timing right and adding layers to it and how do you arrange your song within that you know so uh, like a looper would have three tracks how do you arrange your song so some people would add maybe just the guitars and a little vocal uh, harmonies in the first phrase second uh, second track they would have like a bass line or a kick and snare and third track they would add maybe a bridge section which has a little different chords so they would loop all these and so it's how you arrange your song in your head some people might just end up recording everything on track 1 so how do they make it interesting you know you mute one and you let one uh, section go so interest it has to in your head as a as an arranger you have to plan everything in advance so that is the preparation that i do that okay i'm going to do this and then switch to arrangement because in in uh, in vocal harmonies and stuff that just comes to me naturally you're absolutely right so that but for another artist maybe just he knows he or she knows that arrangement i know i know bang on that these are my three places for arrangement but what sounds am i going to use in the first one what am i going to do in the second mm. one and how do i improvise in the third one maybe they have those questions you know in mind and that's what they need to work on uh there are artists like uh, you know uh, fkj like uh, french kiwi juice that you have to see uh, you know uh, french artists multi instrumentalist and next level music like in terms of you know he has a room a soundproof room and he would start he works on ableton so the the door and he has like some controllers he plays bunch of uh, guitars bass uh, i think saxophone also he plays a lot of instruments so if you see you'll be i was blown away seeing the kind of uh, content that he's coming up with and he's doing all this on the go yeah like you can see that he's building up a track in front of you and he's tweaking things getting levels in and out and everything so he has he has done that homework how he's going to make his arrangement he's put down everything that okay after this i'm going to go to the saxophone so there is a there is a rehearsal that has happened mm, it is like being mm. it's organic but there is a rehearsal it's not like it's coming up with Everything. parts on the go mm. but sometimes i'm sure when he was doing it for the first time it was all hidden trial it was all practice okay this is working let me undo this this is not working let me undo this you know so uh, good thing is that loopers have one undo button your last uh, loop you can undo it also so if you've worked on a beautiful piece and uh one last loop is really wonky and you've done something bad on it you can undo it so you know so a lot of loopers have that uh, so you know artists like him and obviously the the world has known live looping because of ed sheeran um, you know a single man uh doing playing his guitar and singing and you know but even before ed sheeran started there were so many other artists doing uh, live looping but it was not uh, so well known you know to a lot of people uh but 
so many beardy man reggie watts kimra is another artist dub fx dub fx uses a lot of electronic sounds he uses a boss bass pedal and creates like all these electronic sounds with his vocals so that's mm. everyone uses them very differently you know yeah. so everyone has a different approach and they use it very differently mm. that's what the beauty of it is you know yeah yeah and plus added on top of it the live part of it which is so amazing which brings to my uh, next question is uh, i remember uh, having a chat with uh, varun grover and where he said ki creativity i think do tarikon se aati hai ek constraint dalo to so when you hmm. like really put lot of constraints you are creative and sometimes you are just unbounded like just blue sky thinking and that's so it's always a pull and push hmm. what's what's the kick for you uh, in in looping like like when i look at it now i see that there could be many layers which could be created but hmm. when i before the show actually before this conversation i used to think ek ek सेट रिदम रहेगा सेट ताल रहेगा या सेट टेम्पो रहेगा सो ऑब्वियसली दैट कंस्टेंट ऑल्सो हेल्प इन ब्रिंगिंग मोर क्रिएटिव एंगल बट एनी एनी एग्जाम्पल फ्रॉम योर सॉर्ट ऑफ वर्क क्या लाइक वट्स द किक इन दैट वॉट्स द ट्रिप ऑन वाई यू लूप आई थिंक फॉर मी इट वॉज इट स्टार्टेड ऑफ with an emotional uh, value i just like when i started off and i was trying to make my own music and meet musicians in the indie uh, independent circuit uh, it was sort of hard for me uh, to let people know that i have some songs that you know i have written myself and i have my own ideas and stuff because um when you're uh, coming out of uh, something that is so well established especially asma asma was uh you know i was part of asma and uh, i was known as a pop star and it, it was known everywhere that you know songs like chandu ke chacha and this was known everywhere and it was that era that was the time then and these were songs that were written for us it was not i wouldn't say and i can openly say this now that it was not my sound it was not something the music that was coming out of me it was uh fed to us it was spoon fed it was presented to us on a platter it was a great opportunity great learning curve i was just 18 when it started so very very grateful to that but that was not my sound so mm-hmm. when you when you grow up and when you grow up in a scenario where there is music all around you you feel that okay you also have a certain sound you also have uh, some uh, voice when it comes to music and you would like to explore that more and let people know that there is a part of you which is also a singer songwriter and not just a singer who's given a song to sing you also have your ideas so i think that transition and that uh transition from known as a you know uh, a chubby little girl from pop stars to a a girl who would be able to write her own songs and maybe probably even lead a live uh, band with you know just uh, with her own songs and have her own songs was a difficult one for me i felt that uh, even when i was going to meet people or trying to secure a gig independent gig anywhere with my original songs there would be things like oh she's going to sing chandu ke chacha or is she's going to you know just do those songs and that time is gone and everything things like those you know so it mm. took me some time uh, the need had happened in for this uh, for me especially at that time because i wanted to do something which would make me very self sufficient and i was feeling the need to kind of meet more people but i wasn't able to 
So that was the time I think Loop Station came at the right time in my life when I was just mm. so lost and I wanted to put down all my ideas in one machine, which is just gonna, you know, throw all of that out and let people know, okay, okay, this is this is what's on my mind, and that, uh, you know, uh, live looping did exactly that, and that's how I got my first break as a singer songwriter at Blue Frog, and mm. when I played that. Because it was innovative, because people had not seen anyone else, at least in India, do like a live looping performance in public, you know. And who's this girl? Oh, she's the same girl from Asma. She's doing this innovative technique, and she's singing her songs. You know, she's like these are her songs, and people got really interested suddenly when they saw. And then I met a lot of musicians, uh, you know, who came to me. It's like, oh, we should jam, we should chill, mm-hmm. we should jam. I'm like. That's what I wanted, and that's how it started. So, I feel like there was uh, a very—it uh, was a very personal need for me that I started enjoying looping because it gave me, in cliched whatever, some sort of wings to kind of you know just explore the areas that I wanted to go to, and mm-hmm. um, and for for me, just getting to know the looper every single day and seeing the possibilities of incorporating electronic loops pre-recorded loops using ableton you know just like i was never a tech person i was never into this but when i got into uh the doors the logics and cubase and you know started arranging my own songs and uh with the looper it all started so i i would say that uh it kind of put my brain into a uh, to a direction where it was ideal for me because i i wanted to be self equipped i wanted to create my own songs now i even uh, mix my own songs sometimes i'm not a good mixing <laughs> not even an engineer but i like my mixes sometimes because of the whole sensibilities that i've created over the years you know mm. with sound so um i feel like there was an emotional need at that time for me to explore this and i have that's why i have a very strong attachment to looping as an art form uh, but uh, when i when i jam on the looper when i practice on the looper i for some reason and i think someone who's doing it will know exactly is who's doing this uh, practicing live looping and enjoys it that i can't keep track of time when i get started on the looper i am in a zone which is sort of a meditation it's like you know when when your brain meditation is what that you you don't have thoughts come in and go out and what am i going to do what am i going to eat today what time is this tomorrow meeting tomorrow when you don't have these thoughts and you're just focused on one thing or maybe shunya maybe zero so that was a time you're fully concentrated when you play a sport you're fully concentrating on that one thing your goal maybe the ball or anything that you're doing so i think that's why i can't keep track of time and it's it's sort of uh, intoxicating in a way because i have cancelled so many plans you know which because i'm in the middle of like creating something with my looper and i've spent like 4 5 hours and i'm like oh i lost track of time i was supposed to meet someone and it's not happened and i don't feel bad about it the guilt is not there so that's when you know that you are enjoying something that you're doing and i feel like when you're uh, when you can enjoy uh, something where you can't even keep track of time that's not a time wasted i think it's uh, the the most beautiful thing to do when you have and and that happens to me with the looper it's just every day actually when i come to my studio also it's is all plugged in and 
sometimes I'm just when I don't have too much work, I just sit on it and explore new things and um, you know uh, start looping. And so many ideas keep coming all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. In fact, <laughs> great. Uh, I don't exactly know the name of the author, but there is a book called as Flow, which exactly talks about this. It's it's almost a meditative zone. Uh, it's it's on Amazon. Maybe I'll put that link. Yeah, oh, awesome. Great, great to hear uh, this part of it. Yeah, last two questions. Um, based on, I mean, again, I'm just going into the, the a- academic part of it, uh, which is, are there different genres in this, or sub-genres or uh, different approaches to looping or anything which uh, is evolving? Because now that you said it's very new, I'm sure people are evolving in different direction. Uh, but the way jazz has like multiple sub-genres or something like that, is this form has other subcategories in it? I, I'm not aware of uh, any subcategories. I would say that there are different approaches, uh, you know, to live looping. In, in terms of approaches, one would be uh, keeping the time in mind, like you have uh, looping on time. So you have a set tempo, maybe 4-4 four, four or whatever tempo you set for yourself. So there is looping that is done keeping that in mind. And then there's also a free looping where you just have like soundscapes and textures like a lot of violinists and cellists would come up with, you know, just creating beds and uh, very floaty, airy uh, sort of looping, which, you know, obviously it'll also have a tempo eventually, mm. because when you're mm. looping something, you'll end up, you, you'll end up having a certain BPM. Mm. But it's still free flowing because you're not uh, following a certain 4-4 four, four, uh, beat or, you know, just like locking everything on that 4-4 four, four beat. It's very fluid. So there is, uh, you know, uh, uh, artists would do all all these kind of uh, looping techniques they would use. Um, I don't know about genres. I, I would feel that uh, there are uh, looping with, uh, you know, electronic looping, electro uh, looping, electro live looping using uh, the DAWs and the computers. And, and then there is a very organic sort of a looping where you have these acoustic um you know instruments be it percussions and acoustic guitars or uh, you know some uh, uh hang drums and whatever so violin violin and cellos and you know so a lot of uh, looping is done everything when everything is like mic'd or maybe a line in or whatever but with electronic of course it's everything is in your daw so a lot of artists use like a mix of both a lot of artists would do only electronic a lot of artists like, uh, you know, FKJ, again, I'm like fascinated with him. So I'm using his name again. The, he would use like the saxophone and also the electric guitars and some sounds, electronic, you know, sounds that he would use and mix up. And there is like a fabulous guitarist, Tash uh, Sultana, who'd come up and sings also. So she would actually uh, create like uh, loops uh, with the guitar. That's very organic that she does. Dove FX again is more electronic. So a lot of different artists mm. use it uh, very differently. So I I don't think it's uh, uh, like there is no and it's it, it can be used in any genre. Like you mm-hmm. can use it for jazz, hip hop, any anything in in the whole pop scenario. Of course, I'm uh, essentially pop and fusion. So I use it for that. But I think it can be used in anything. Uh, 
but i think the one drawback is uh, it's uh, difficult to change the key like once mm. you set a key like you can't modulate from one key to the other and even the time signature at least in the loopers if you're going for a 444 you can't switch to a 68 suddenly you know the mm. time signatures because you've created that whole thing in that i mean there are very few songs popular songs are always in like one set tempo but if you're going very experimental like if you're into dave matthews band and suddenly you switch from one time signature to the other the looper can't do that so i think this still like a little bit of limitation here and there but with what it can do i think the possibilities are so many so i think we I should mean, just try and explore as much as we can with whatever it can do at this point yeah, of time yeah yeah sorry i'm going to ask maybe a little stupid question and i don't know whether this question also makes sense but when you said key can't be changed i understand but the hmm. tempo as like i mean with intense riyas someone like sakir hosen you can go to like eight beats and come back to the four beat cycle again like just double looping on it right is that am, am i yeah, understanding it, it correctly yeah yeah so what i mean was supposing if you're going uh, for a 4 4 you're doing 1 2 3 4 1 2 this is going right so you yeah. could do in in between in this structure this is your structure and that's not going to change so it's mm-hmm. going 1 2 3 you can do 1 2 3 4 5 6 you can sing that in between or you can do One two three four five six seven eight. One two three four five. You can do all of that. You can do four beats in that one uh, beat oh. also. That's mm. that you can do. But okay. you can't do one two three four. Now you can't change this to one one two three four five. You can do this, but one two three one two three one in that same tempo. Mm. You can't change the signature. You can change the tempo of like you, there is a button in the there is a knob in loop station where you can increase the tempo. supposing your temp bpm mm. is 100 you can make it to 105 100 but certain acoustic sounds uh, don't sound very good when you tweak right. the uh, digital i mean tweak the sound, uh, the tempo so sounds a little off but <laughs> you can do it you can yeah, yeah. with electronic sounds you can do it anyway yeah, cool uh, i want to conclude with one last question and uh, which is like what's the long term future of looping Uh, especially now digital world i've already um, written down few artists whom i should follow and i'll put them in the show notes but uh, <laughs> what um, do you think is the future i think future is very bright <laughs> because right now people are exploring um you know with like you know the metaverse and ai everything is coming into being so i uh, i'm forgetting there's this um, person and i will write the name down and i'll send it to you there's a person i follow a live looping artist in canada um and she has uh, she's doing her live looping performances in metaverse so you know just like creating mm-hmm. like a full uh, visual uh, you know interesting visuals for her own uh, set it's called jungle beats or something i'll i'll show you. and the kind of music she's looping also is on the same line so i think just creating a beautiful uh, presentation visual audio visual uh, presentation with live looping can be so like it's organic at the same time like visually you're just blown away so i think a lot of uh, 
you know all these visual treats along with looping collaborations like these in the future will make it even more interesting as a, as as a as an art form itself is so interesting and it's uh, you know ever evolving i think um, now like you can also a lot of people do that but even with the looper that i have i can get a click out like a click out which is like a tempo reference for the whole band so i can have like a full fledged band and have my looper and i can actually loop along with the band so i can do it doesn't have to be a one woman thing i can actually have these uh, tempo signals to the whole band and they can uh, i can loop them i can loop their instruments i can play a live performance wow. uh, along with the looper and my so i think the possibilities are endless it's just uh, someone just has to you know explore these and you know the whole ai business how is blowing out of proportion right now everywhere Yeah. and i think someone's going to find some sort of collaboration with live looping also on ai so i mean i don't think it's very far off you you never know i might be the one to figure out because i'm just fascinated with ai right now Amazing. but uh, and i don't think it's uh, i i think it's going to be evolving even more and the kind of uh, you know the kind of improv that has happened and the kind of improvement the new looper has the one i have is remarkable from the last one so i feel like it's ever growing and i actually met uh, uh people from roland from boss they had come down from uh, the us and i actually met them and showed them a few of my videos and we'd be doing a lot of things together so i'm very excited about doing a lot of things with uh with boss like the makers of the loop station of course and uh, just exploring a lot more possibilities with them so that's that's very exciting superb superb on this note we can end but i wanted to add one more thing we started off in a philo- philosophical note yeah. and uh, i want to conclude with that is well utpatti sthiti or lay is also in a loop and you are very close to it so all the power to you uh, oh, and sweet. yeah yeah so like meditation is definitely <laughs> going to help and oh yes uh, yeah so so yeah all power to you thanks a lot for giving your time lot to learn a uh, lot thank you. which a uh, lot of insights were shared so thanks a lot and looking thank forward thank you thank you so much you again absolutely kedar thank you so much and that last line was just like so beautiful thank you thank you, thank you. okay and that's it from today's gyan session for show notes and more gyan visit audiogyan.com and if you wish to connect with me I am at Audiogan Moments on Instagram. Until then, take care.